0: Hello, welcome to the Us and Kids podcast. I am your host, Jan Talon. I'm a wife, a mom, and a grandma. I'm also a marriage and family therapist. And this Us and Kids podcast is about how to be married forever while you parent together. You and I know it's not an easy task. So I just encourage you to subscribe to Us and Kids in your favorite podcasting app. I'm glad you're here, working towards making your home and your marriage fulfilling and so very good. And today, we're going to talk about something that probably each one of us at some point in our life or another goes, oh, that wasn't the wisest thing I could have done. And so, we're going to talk about the word wisdom. What are the qualities in it? And how do we continue to grow it? For each letter, I'm going to give a little blurb about what I think could be behind that letter, so in acrostic form. I'm going to make a sentence or two about wisdom as an adult and how to develop wisdom in your kiddo. Let's get started. All right, wisdom is spelled, I think you know this, W-I-S-D-O-M. And so, we'll start with a W. Wisdom. Often means that we are walking, doing life with other good people. Now, that might mean other good, self controlled, wise people around you, but it also might mean, like for me, that I continue to work a relationship in a walk with Jesus because He knows me and I know Him, and He's the wisest person I know, so why wouldn't I rub shoulders with Him, right? For you, Who do you walk with? Who do you rub shoulders with that is a step ahead of you, that has some qualities that you are looking to develop, that they're a little bit ahead of you? Because that's part of what we mean here in walk or do life with good people. So that's the question for you is, who am I walking with that's a step ahead of me, that encourages me to be my better self? And then Who are you letting your kids engage with that is a step ahead of them? This often means when our kiddos are little, who else are they hanging out with that their families are healthy and good? As the kids get a little older and they have an opportunity for a youth group or for a really good soccer league or sports league or more teenage years, wildlife or young life, or a church youth group with good leaders, that those are the people that are a step ahead. Because the kids can imagine being that age, and that means that they're more willing and interested in following them. Now, I do not we don't usually talk about teenagers, but some of this is important just to understand in those teenage years that for them to grow in wisdom, because the world expands as they get their driver's licenses, as they get more access to internet stuff, as their friendship base grows, that making sure they're grounded with people that they can see, oh, they did that with their phone. I could do it too. Sometimes us adults, us parents are too many years away from them for the kids to really connect. And so then we put Another person, sort of in the middle there. Doesn't mean that you don't connect as a parent. Don't get me wrong there. Okay. But it does mean that our kids need to be around other kids who are also making good decisions. That's W, walk with good people. I is insightful. Okay. How do you grow insightfulness, right? And part of this is by lowering anxiety and taking time to think as well as access empathy. Insightful means that we are looking all the way around a situation so that we don't just get tunnel visioned into, well, this is what I think, so this is what is right because this is what I think. But insightful means that we've taken in a variety of ideas and then put them together into something that makes good sense in the moment, but also has no regret in the long haul. So how do we teach this to ourselves? Part one, we help each other slow down. When we're really ticked about something that our kids have done at two years old or at seven years old or at 14 years old, One of us says, hold on, let's just not decide a consequence just yet. Let's just talk it through for a minute. This has helped my husband and I more than once when one of us has said, pause for a minute. Let's just let them be for a few minutes and let's talk about what else we don't know. Because as we thought about what we didn't know and what else we wanted to know, it gave us insight into our kiddos' motivations and where our kiddo needed our support versus where our kiddo needed our sort of hard hammer, this is it, we are done. How do we build insightfulness in a kiddo? Well, often we do the same. We slow down and we help them slow down. Sometimes in the moment it can't be done, but it's okay and it's wise to go back to a situation and say, remember how you pushed Jimmy off from the trampoline today and then you stomped off and you said, I don't care. And little one will probably be looking down in shame. And now you're going to put your arm around them and say, we're just going to talk about how come that happened so that you can do it different next time when you want to and how you want to? Because I can see the way you're looking right now. You didn't really want to push your friend off the trampoline and you're sad about it. Listen to how I'm helping in my language access both the action and their visible emotion, and now giving them space to say, What else could I have done? What was Jimmy doing on the trampoline that was bothering you so? And how could you have changed that without shoving him off? The kiddos don't always have answers for it, but we're just planting those seeds to say, let's think about it. And we're teaching and we're training. We're giving them permission to rethink about a situation instead of just stuff it down in the bucket of shame. Let's pull it out, dust it off, and figure it out. That's what insightfulness is. So, so far we're walking with good people and we're insightful. And then that adds to it with insightful is wisdom keeps us sensitive. It keeps us emotionally gentle so that we can care about other people and we can take care of ourselves. Because with wisdom, when we're walking with good people, we have other good input. And then when we build insightfulness into that, and we've thought about it from a number of different arenas or options, that now we can be sensitive to what else is happening. And we can be gentle. This helps our kiddos build into that. I could see that my friend really wanted my dolly. And I have another one, so it's okay if she plays with that one. That's a sensitive. She's watched other people share. You've taught her how to share, and you've taught her how to be insightful. And so she could see her friend really wanted that dolly. And she knew that she would be okay if she played with a different dolly and her friend played with her favorite dolly. Sensitive as adults means that we have enough emotional and psychological stability inside of us that if we give something away, when we give something away emotionally or physically to calm or to care for someone else, that it's okay. We don't feel like somebody then owes us and needs to like repay us. We're just able to be generous there, emotionally and in many, many other ways. And D. Wisdom keeps us from becoming dumb, like doing embarrassing things. So I know it's sort of a silly word. It doesn't fit with the rest of the W-I-N-S right now. But D does keep us from becoming dumb. Wisdom does. It slows down our fast thinking. And fast, fast, fast emotions and keeps us from becoming overreactive or insensitive or acting in a way that we walk away with shame and regret. So, when we use walking with good people, being insightful and sensitive, we're able to give a better response, both verbally. And non verbally. It slows us down enough that we can actually be able to respond with compassion, either with our choice of what we do or with our choice in what we're trying to lead someone else to do. How does it help for a kiddo? Nobody wants to feel and act dumb. The other word for that is embarrassed or full of regret. It confuses our brains tremendously, and so when we teach kiddos how to slow down and think, what's my best choice? What are my choices? W-I-N-S. Now, from my choices, what's my best choice? And that backs us away from regret and shame and embarrassment. And keeps us in a much more steady zone. All right, let's move on. Oh, oh, this is about others. You could hear we're in it already, okay? Because if we're walking with good people, that's other people. If we're being insightful, we're considering other people. If we are being sensitive towards ourselves and towards others, and if we're avoiding shame and embarrassment, the dumb part keeping ourselves from being dumb then often our friends won't fall in that place either because they probably are going to follow us in some way and we can walk around the edge of that embarrassing danger and back away so wisdom adds this awareness of others awareness of ourselves it's an o as well ourselves and awareness of others. This means that in considering others, we also consider ourselves, that it's a balancing space between these two. And as we look at how others would react to what we want to say or what we want to do, how others might need a different angle or a different level of intensity, that we can then make that adjustment. Because we have a good balance of our emotional awareness and of others. And we can blend emotional energy with wise behavior. This is part of what being around others and integrating with them well does. Is it balances emotional energy along with wise, responsible choices. It's not a fun squisher, it's a fun maker because it creates such great emotional safety that people feel comfortable being themselves. So how do we do this for our kiddos? This is mostly talking and teaching. It's not fast, it's over time. But just start when they're young. Okay, when there's infants one and two, there's so much egocentricity in there, them just being aware of themselves, which is age-appropriate. That it can be hard, you say, I'm getting nowhere. It's because it's how their brains are made right now. But keep teaching and keep talking and keep training towards good behaviors and choices. And keep helping them find ways to calm themselves down as they keep learning language. Because as you do, then their ability to consider other people and understand other people will be easier as they grow into that developmental space, which happens more in that three, four, five, six year old age range. Zero to two and three, you're not going to get a whole lot of that. But after three and a half and four, you should be able to see some interaction with other kids that really you can teach about how did that make Johnny feel? What happened to Susie when you took away her doll? What did you notice? And then they'll be able to process it while you wisely lead them through a calm, non shaming, thoughtful conversation. It will last about two or three minutes, but you're going to do it several times over the course of those years, and as you do, they will catch on. Our last letter stands for maturity, the letter M. Now, we all would like to think that we're mature, right? Very grown up. We can make good decisions, and then I think, yeah, but do we really even know what the word means? So I looked it up. There are lots of things that we can say about maturity. Um, I'm just going to pull a few of them out here. Because we are training our kids towards becoming mature, they won't be. They are kids. So they are going to act immature. Our task of parenting is that we continue to become more mature as we lead our kiddos into it. As we do, we will grow in wisdom. Because wisdom gives us room to take responsibility for our actions, for our choices, for our emotions. We pause on the blame and the shame, both to ourselves and to other people. And we say, yes, that is what I did. Yes, this is why I did it. And we explain where we are sorry because we can see that it had deeper implications than what we intended. Or we were being cruel and we intended aki, implications or actions. We own it and we apologize. It's a part of maturity. You help your kids learn how to do that by not just saying they're sorry about something, but saying they're sorry because they understand it helped their friend feel left out or rejected. And they are emotionally sorry for that. Here's what they're going to do next time. And they have a new plan of action so that they can include their friend instead of becoming instantly angry and saying, you're not my friend and I don't want you to be my friend anymore. We talk that through and help them take responsibility. Maturity has this ability to stay somewhat even-keeled. Even when our emotions are high, our thoughts work with those emotions. Often, I have said to my clients, I don't really care how big your emotions are. A therapist said that. Yes, I did. I say it often. I don't care how big your emotions are. I care whether or not your thoughts can keep up with them. So that as your emotions rage, are your thoughts wise and responsible and sensitive considering others and not leading you into places that are full of regret or that will put that label dumb on it. If your emotions are too high that you can't think clearly, then you pause this level of self-control that comes with maturity until those emotions calm down and you can gain more insight. This is what maturity does. Is It says, emotions and thoughts have to work together here. If I need to consult with one of my wise, good people that I walk with, I'm going to do that. That's a sign of maturity, not a sign of weakness. Another thing that's included in maturity is that we're willing, we just did it, to consult with other people. We aren't afraid to do that. And when we learn something new after consulting with someone else, after considering and looking into why did we make the choice we did, when we learn a different way, we do it. And nobody can do it consistently. Be gentle here. But when we learn something new, we work on putting it into action. It builds our emotional intelligence and it builds our relationship with other people because we become more trustworthy and more followable because the steps we're taking in our life and how we live our life and manage our interactions become something that is attractive, emotionally and relationally attractive. This is good. We're going to teach our kids how to do this as well how to pull their emotions down so that they can say their words and then you're going to talk those things through with them. You're going to help them then when we say, next time you want to throw that ball through the window, what are you going to do instead? And when you see them gripping that ball and you can see all the body language around them, you're going to come right next to them as close as you can and not scream, put the ball down, you can't!" said you weren't going to do that. that. That's not going to be real helpful. But if you can say, we had a different plan for the ball. Remember? okay, remember, we have a different plan. And let's go do the plan. Now, you're not going to be ridiculing here. You're just going to be encouraging about what were we going to do with the ball? And instead of throwing it, this kiddo was just going to bounce it hard. And they can bounce it on the carpeting hard, but it's probably going to be okay. Maybe not a golf ball. Maybe not a baseball. But you made a different plan, and that's what you're encouraging your kiddo to do, is to practice what they promised. Another thing a mature person does is know their limits, so they know when to say no, and they know when to say yes, and they know when to ask for help. And this is what we teach our kiddos, too. Say, do you need some help? And they'll nod, and you'll go, good, thank you for telling me so. Next time, just say, Mom, I need some help. And then when they do, you're going to respond sensitively with, of course, I'm coming, and then do it. Another part of maturity that we've talked about here is you keep taking into account how other people will be influenced by what you do. Okay, we have positive influence and negative influence. We just have to continue to remember to consider, how is my influence on others? Is it for their best or does it drag them down? We want our kiddos to understand that some, they're learning, so you are teaching, but they're going to follow what you do. They're going to copy you like no tomorrow. So practice what your influence is and make it good influence that doesn't add shame and regret, but that adds intention and courage and confidence to make changes that you want your kiddo to have. One last piece about maturity and also about wisdom is that as we use wisdom, walking with good people, using insight, balancing emotions and thoughts so that we can understand things from many different directions, and then being sensitive and gentle to others, those key things keep us from becoming dumb. Then we can consider others well and build that maturity That brings resilience to our hearts and our minds. We remain steady, not easily thrown from one way to another. We become wise because we can include others in our thoughts and reactions, and we can include our emotions, our desires, and our actions. You know, this is not easy stuff. The DNA for Fun Communications course teaches a whole lot about how to do this, because it's going to talk about how to balance emotions and how to build good thoughts and how to listen well and how to speak so other people hear you, how to manage emotions through touch and through turning towards and through honor and through equipping. Giving benefit of the doubt. It's a worthwhile course and I hope someday that you stop in at the website, take a look at it, and don't be afraid to shoot some questions to me or to just give it a run and give it a purchase. It has a good guarantee with it and good interaction from me throughout the course. You know, parenting is a tough deal. Growing up and becoming wise is an ongoing person for anybody of any age. So I just want to encourage you to continue to build up yourself and build up those around you. Thank you for joining. Thank you for being a part of the Us and Kids podcast today. I'm glad you joined and I hope that you have fun using all these good ideas. The printable is there with a little reminder so that you can see what we talked about and can pull it up more quickly than trying to go back to the podcast and share one with a friend. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for joining. Bye-bye.